Feel Good in Body, Mind and Soul show. I'm your host, Isa Welly. I'm a registered nutritional therapist and a well-being coach, and I'm here to bring you tips, tools, and conversations around nutrition, well-being, mindset to help you feel good in body, mind and soul. So following from last week's episode where I share some tips and tools to help you pick yourself back up when you're feeling low, lost of motivation, exhaustion, feeling drained, I wanted to keep the conversation going and share with you um, a tool, something you can use almost on a daily basis to help your body cope better, basically, with stress. What's something that's been amazing in the past couple of years is that we are talking a little bit more openly about mental health and the importance of looking after ourselves in that sense and reaching out when we need it. But on the other hand, we are also using more antidepressants because the prescriptions are also on the rise. So I do believe, though, that medication has a really, really important place in mental health. Um, I have someone very close, very dear to me that struggled with mental health and that has been struggling with that for years and years. And medication is just important. And I see the difference when the person takes it and doesn't take, doesn't take them and um, is a sensitive subject for me. So I'm not going to go too long on that, but I think... There is a space for them. I think there's no shame at all about having to rely on them. And it's important to reach out to your doctor and, you know, let them support you in that sense. If you need them, remove that stigma and that shame around it. I know I have also have a couple of clients that um, use antidepressants and I can feel, you know, when they tell me that they feel a little bit shameful about it. Antidepressants or medications are med- like any other and if you need them please do use them now there are a lot of things that we can do in our daily lives to help us cope with stress including obviously movement exercising breath work yada yada all of that is amazing but today i want to talk about adaptogens and how you can incorporate them into your life and help you balance your emotional response um before i get into it i just want to say Adaptogens do not replace antidepressants, right? I am not a doctor. I'm a registered nutritional therapist. Two very different things. <laughs> Adaptogens are something common in the market. Everybody can go and try if they want to. So I'm not saying it's a replacement. I'm saying it's a tool you can have uh, and you can use on a daily or on a weekly to help your body cope better with stress. All right, let's get into it. So First of all, what are adaptogens? Adaptogens are herbs that help your body adapt and change how you respond to stressors in your life, right? They act directly on your nervous system and they basically increase your resilience to system. They're not specific, which means they can basically act on multiple organs and systems to bring your whole body back into balance. And that's amazing because they don't just work on your nervous system, they actually also work on your endocrine system. Your endocrine system basically regulates your hormones and they also can act on your immune system. So what is great is that the adoptogens have the ability to work on both ends of the spectrum, high stress and fatigue. So they basically, they can calm you down when you're anxious, where you have a nervous energy, or they can boost your energy when you're feeling low, fatigued and overwhelmed. So they are fairly safe to use on a long period of time, but as always recommend, I always recommend you to check with your GP, with your doctor, your nutritionist, your herbalist, um, before you start taking any new um, supplements, basically, especially if you're under medication. 
Now, let's talk about five adaptogens that are really common on the markets um, that I think you probably know some of them. You may have tried as well, and there are some of my favorites in here as well. So first one is ashwagandha. I love ashwagandha, especially hot chocolate ashwagandha. Oh God, that shit is so good. <laughs> you know, like milk, almond milk, ashwagandha, cacao, cinnamon, a little bit of honey. Wow. Excuse me. Uh-uh. It's so good. In the evening, if you're feeling a little bit like, mm, I need that hug in a mug. Someone needs to come and cuddle me. But maybe you don't have that person. That's This is what you drink. <laughs> okay, so... Ashwagandha is the most commonly used adaptogenic herb. It's ancient Indian medicine Ayurveda and it's considered a tonic for the nervous system. So what it does, it helps you re- uh, modulate the release of cortisol um, and it promotes basically a feeling of calm and clear thinking. Really, it calms you down. It soothes you. It's rich in minerals and iron and it's particularly good if you're deeply fatigued and need that kind of nourishment. Um, people use it for stress, anxiety, fatigue, and burnout. Uh, it's available in tincture, in powder. Um, I've only used powder. I've, I use powder sometimes. When I was a student, when I was studying nutrition, I used that thing a lot. <laughs> like every day, maybe for like a year, the last year of studying. So yeah, ashwagandha is a great one. Do try the recipe. If you go on my website, um, if you click on my website, there will be a blog post about adaptogens and how to use them. And there will be some recipes on there as well if you want to try. Number two is rhodiola. Rhodiola. My French accent is taking over. Rhodiola. Rhodiola is a stimulating is a stimulating herb. Studies, there have been some studies on these that have compared rhodiola to the antidepressant sertraline. And what they say is, it's not as effective as the antidepressant, but it could be a valid substitute for anybody suffering with mild to moderate depression. Now, these are this, what the studies are saying. And again, always check with your doctors. Don't go and just replace your antidepressant with rhodiola just because you've heard uh, a nutritional therapist say so on a, on a, on a podcast. Now, rhodiola increases your body resilience to stress. It's used for depression and seasonal affective disorder. It enhances the mood by stimulating the production of dopamine and serotonin. So these two are your feel-good hormones. And because basically it's a stimulating hormone, um, stimulating hormone, sorry, a stimulating herb, this herb, rhodiola, might not be the best for you if you struggle with anxiety, right? You might not want to take that. If you're on a hype side of things, you don't want to overstimulate your body. And also it's... um. It's an astringent herb, so it's not great if you struggle with dryness, like maybe dry skin, dehydration, or even constipation. Rhodiola exists in a powder. It's great in smoothies. Again, pop on my uh, website to check out the recipes. Number three is Tulsi. I love Tulsi. Oh my God. Tulsi is another herb I used. <laughs> I still use it sometimes, but I used the tea a lot, a lot when I was when I was studying. Like if I woke up and I was just thinking, oh my God, like I'm going to learn another physiological process on a cardiovascular system and yada, yada, give, give me something. Basically, Tulsi is also called holly basil, and I think it's such a like a lovely name. It helps relieve brain fog and provides mental clarity. So it's a great mood uplifter. It supports and nourishes the adrenals. So you know your adrenals are often depleted. It's when you are really struggling with deep, deep, deep fatigue and nothing is shifting it, you know. 
Um, I love having this as a team, me personally. Uh, it just tastes good. It tastes fresh. It's just, it's just gorgeous. I think Puka does a great Tulsi tea. If not, you can get the herbs that's like loose leaf. Um, Tulsi is also protective for the brain and really relaxing for the stress, for the central nervous system. Um, it improves the feeling of stress, exhaustion, and apparently studies are saying that it also helps, uh, with sexual drive. Uh, what else? Other benefits of Tulsi, it's an antimicrobial, it supports the immune system, it's protective for the cardiovascular system. Personally, it's one of my favorite herbs to just uplift my mood and give me that kind of brain clarity and I love it in the morning, a couple of cups. It's just, it's great. Okay, number four, Chisandra. So Chisandra is the, the herb on this that I don't really know much about because I haven't really tried it personally. I've seen it around, I've seen people use it, but I don't know it that well personally. So it's commonly used in the traditional Chinese medicine. And basically what it does is it lowers your cortisol levels as well and it balances serotonin and dopamine level, um, your dopamine levels. Again, these are your feel-good hormones. It's also known to increase energy and stamina and it can be really, really powerful to um, help you pick, you pick you back up when you're feeling physically and mentally exhausted. Uh, it's high in antioxidant, it's a powerful anti-inflammatory, and it's used in adrenal fatigue, burnout, and respiratory condi um, conditions. Um, I think I think the most commonly way people use this is the tincture or the actual berries, the whole berries that they put in the smoothies. We've put a recipe of, with Chisandra on my blog. You can also check it out and give it a try. Last but not least is ginseng. And I'm sure you know ginseng, which actually makes me remember of this herb I bought from um, this shop in Glastonbury. God, I can't remember the name of the shop. Oh, I should have got it here. Um, but basically, it's a shop in Glastonbury here in the UK. And they do this tea blend called, I think it's called Dragonfire. <laughs> I know it sounds so dramatic. But literally, I swear you guys, when I take that tea in the morning, I'm like, okay wow, I'm ready. Like it just gives me that, it really gives me that push. But then I'm really easily stimulating like a cup of coffee and I'm super excited. That's why I don't even drink coffee. So it might not work for any, for everybody, but basically ginseng is stimulating. Um, it's not necessarily the first one to come to mind when we talk about adaptogen, but it actually is an adaptogen. It's considered an adaptogen and it's actually one of the most studied herbs. So it's got a lot of studies to back it up. It's a great energy promoting herb. It boosts blood circulation all over the body, including in the brain. Um, it basically, ginseng has some constituents called ginsenoside or ginsenoside, you would say in English. Well, let's just go with the French pronunciation, right? <laughs> uh, and basically, ginsenoside, the constituent of ginseng, studies have shown that it actually has an antidepressant um, action in people that are affected with um, depression. And it can also help improve insomnia and feeling of helplessness. So um, it's, it's actually really powerful herbs. There are different varieties. So one thing that is really, really important with ginseng is to make sure that you're outsourcing it properly. Um, make sure that wherever you're buying it from, it's, it's basically legit. Uh, you've got American and Asian ginseng. The Asian ginseng is actually stronger. It's more potent, but it's also an instinct in the wild. So perhaps go for the American ginseng might be the, the best thing to do for the planet. 
Uh, you can have it in powder, in tincture, in herbs. And again, like I like ginseng and herbs, it's my favorite. One of uh, the websites I use for herbs, I mean, I go to so many different places for, for herbs in terms of shops here in the UK, but Baldwin is a great website for um, herbs. Other herbs that I haven't talked about, but there are great adaptogens as well, is lemon balm, which I use with passion flower and lavender. I do my own blend to for sleep. I find it really, really good to calm me down and just start like getting me in the zone. Uh, rose, I th- I'm sure everybody knows rose. Rose is great for sadness and grief. And licorice is also a very, very good herb that is um, great for um, supporting your adrenals. I personally don't really like the taste of licorice as a herb. I like strawberry licorice, (laughs) the sweet, but the herb, I'm like, "Eh, I'm not sure. But it's a great one. If you like that taste, it's a really good one. Et voilà, today was about all the lovely herbs and adaptogens that you could try to incorporate in your daily life. One actually that I haven't mentioned that I actually really, really like is maca, but we'll keep that for another episode. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube and for tuning in, come and say hello on my website, on my YouTube, on my Instagram. It's Isawelly. So much love. I'll see you in the next episode.